Alrighty, welcome to Car Chats with Lauren. Bum, 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 bum. Episode 1, which, not even gonna lie, is technically the second episode I've recorded, but the first one was so freaking awkward and just was ramble, 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 ramble that I didn't want to put you guys through the, <laughs> through listening to that. So, here we are, my babies. Episode 1, Season 1. This season, I'm going to do 10 episodes, uh, ranging from everything about my fitness journey in bodybuilding, which is what this episode's going to be about, to being a coach, to being a recent graduate, and how that's affecting my work, what I'm doing for work, and something I'm really excited to actually talk about is how I'm going to pay off $50,000 of student loans this year in 2021. So that's a big one I'm going to talk about in a future episode. I'm really proud of myself for this, for that one in particular, but we'll talk about that, what my game plan is and how I'm going to smash that goal. So that's just a little bit about car chats with Lauren. Welcome to the show. Now on to the whole point of this episode, my friends. This episode, I'm going to share a little bit about my own journey as an athlete, not necessarily as a coach, which is what a lot of episodes might be more geared towards. It's about like practical tips and stuff for you. This episode is going to be about my own journey as an athlete, about my recent decision, I would say recent last few months, um, into transitioning into bodybuilding, which is like super fancy, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, so I'm going to share a little bit about that. And then, yeah, I'll just kind of chat you through a little bit about what my experience has been with it. And coming from like a powerlifting, CrossFit kind of background, rugby player, I'll tell you about that and how it differs and what I've loved about it and what I've hated about it. And spoiler I have not hated anything about it so far, so I'm loving it. I'm vibing with it. I feel like this is my jam. I feel like I've found my calling. So, welcome to episode two. Also, if you hear any rustling around in the background, it is likely my dog. My first episode I recorded, I was sitting in my closet because that's what all professional podcasters do, I guess, is small closed space with like stuff around you but my back started to seize up and I'm a little old lady so I'm just curled up in bed recording this bad boy yeah let's get into the episode also I actually made like a little kind of outline for this episode because the last one I tried to record I didn't and I just felt like it was a clusterfuck so here we are actual outline I'm proud of myself Okay, so let's start a little bit with my journey in fitness and what has brought me to where I am February 2021, going into bodybuilding, loving it. Okay, so first things first, I was that kid in marching band. I was started marching band in grade seven and I finished in grade 11. So I spent a and I started band when I was in grade five. So I was that band nerd. And let me tell you, I loved every minute of it. 
I got the most jacked calves ever. And I totally think that my calves now are because of marching band. So, yes. Thank you, marching band. I played bass drum in the drum line. And I played Barry sax. I've played Barry sax for 12 years now. And it's like, it's my little baby. My little hidden talent. But, yeah. That was where I started fitness. So, I did lots of conditioning and stuff for that. Ever since junior high. And then, in high school, I was a model. Okay, so imagine me, five foot seven, hundred and maybe hundred and twenty pounds, soaking wet. I had very disordered eating. All I did was like cardio, maybe body weight stuff. I remember there was this one program, the Bikini Body Guide, that was like huge in high school. I did that. I cringe at it now, but. Little Lauren was trying her gosh diddly darn hardest, okay? So I did modeling in high school, mostly cardio. Started getting into the gym there. I was maybe, I think I got my first gym membership when I was in grade 10. I remember going to the gym with my friends. Not friends, my one friend. But yeah, we'd go to the gym together and just do cardio. We'd go on the elliptical for an hour. Um, I remember feeling like absolute hot trash coming off that elliptical, because I'd maybe have like 500 calories in my body at that point. Oh, yeah. Sorry, trigger warning to that. But, yeah. Um, then, in grade 10, I started playing rugby as well. Because it was a cool thing to do. And all the ladies who were in marching band played. And they were also sweet, so I wanted to join too. The season ended June 5th, the day before my birthday. Me shattering five bones in my feet. <laughs> I got tackled really badly, and I just, sh like, this, oh, horrible. Um, but then I ended up going on a marching band trip that summer, but I couldn't play on the field, so, yeah. But I was playing rugby, so I started playing rugby in grade 10. Um, took grade 11 off of all sports, everything, and in grade 12, switched high schools and got back into rugby. So I started getting back into off-season training, and that was the first season that I actually started doing weight training. So I started lifting weights when I was in grade 12 a little bit. I loved it. The girls were a blast to work out with. So I was 17, I guess, at that point. Playing rugby, really getting into it, really enjoying it, really picking it up really quickly. Grade 10, I was just like an alternate and didn't really do much. But grade 12, I really started to pick it up. And then, boom, here comes March. I meet my... Now in current boyfriend in March of 2015. Shout out to Cameron. Hi. And this dude was yoked. So he was squatting like 600 pounds at 16 and 17. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I met him in March. We started dating in May. And <laughs> one of our first dates was him trying to get me to squat with him. So... I squatted in his garage with him, which is more so some of the first times I started to do weightlifting in that grade 12 year. And I loved it. I fell in love. But I think it was also because he pressured me. And I <laughs> But it's a good pressure, right? He wants me to be a good rugby player. That's all. <laughs> so my disordered eating kind of went away that summer too because he helped me get a better relationship with food, which was nice. Started getting me into weightlifting, like hardcore weightlifting. 
I was weightlifting like probably four times, five times a week and also playing rugby th five times a week. So that summer was a blast. I really got, I really saw a lot of progress. And then from there, I went and played rugby in university. So that some, after that summer, I went away to, to university in Halifax, played Team Nova Scotia, played on their sevens team for rugby. And I got really into weightlifting and really into off-season training again, kept that up. Um, but I was away from home and it was a school, so I kind of got leaned out again. Yeah, it was just a very little lean bean. And then that fall semester in university, okay, get this. I was like ripping around. I was feeling myself on the field. Boom, take a really bad tackle to the shoulder. AC joint explodes. Not quite explodes, but AC joints in your shoulder. Took a bad tackle. Hurt my AC joint. Little old me didn't even know I hurt my AC joint, so I was just thriving, playing rugby with a torn AC, or whatever you want to call it, like dislocated, torn, whatever the case is. A hurt AC joint, didn't even know. I was wrecking that thing for that entire season. It was horrible. So my coach benched me <laughs> for the last half a season um, and had me in the weight room mostly training and stuff, and he got me into CrossFit to try to stay healthy, although we didn't do snatches or any of the crazy shit on the rig, the rig and stuff, like no gymnastics, more so just the, the training style. So that was my introduction to CrossFit, January 2016. Shout out to Jacko, my rugby coach back in Halley, for getting me into that shit because he got me on the CrossFit train. So basically, got into CrossFit that year, started started doing it a little bit more intensely. Um, that summer, I got some really bad conks to the noggin, and I couldn't play rugby anymore, which is super sad because I was like, I was really getting into it and really having fun. Um, but I got some really bad conks, broke my, or twisted my ankle a bunch more, um, and just really fucked up my shoulder. Excuse the language. I'm a lady, but ladies swear. So we were getting a little bit more tattered, a little bit more broken. And I decided maybe I should quit some my rugby now. I feel like it's probably not the best idea. But I also was kind of scared because whenever I went back out on the field, I didn't really feel safe. You know, I just kind of like every time somebody came towards me, I just kind of flinch, even if I was safe. So... Yeah, it just wasn't the best to be to be playing anymore. But got more into CrossFit after that once I quit rugby. I should say retired from rugby because that's more elegant. Once I retired, um, and 2017 came around and started getting more into it. Um, when I moved out, well, sorry, back, 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 backtrack, back. I moved from Halifax once I stopped playing rugby and came back out to the West Coast. And then I transferred universities as well. I just needed like to be near my family more. I was not thriving in that minus 40 winters that lasted like three quarters of the school year. That was horrible. Just was not feeling it. So moved back to my family. And um, yeah, basically <laughs> I found a CrossFit gym that was super close to my gym or to my school, sorry, like my new school. 
and chose it based on the coaches because I was like in love with the people who own this one gym. Shout out to Brittany and John at Surrey Athletics, my old fam jam, and everybody there. Oh my gosh, they were my family for the first few years I moved here. Like They made me feel so welcome. Oh, love them. They're my CrossFit family forever and always. Yeah, that was 2016, 2017-ish. Um, Brittany helped me get into coaching in 2017 with CrossFit. So I owe everything for, to her for getting me in there and shadowing me or help, letting me shadow her. I should say not her shadowing me because that'd be weird because she's the coach at the time. <laughs> but Brittany and John, for, thank you for letting me shadow you guys. Back in 2017, you changed my life. No more. Oh, oh my God. I touched the mic. <laughs> I'm going to be nixed from the podcast community. But yeah, started coaching CrossFit 2017. Um, was competing in it. Was doing pretty well in some local competitions. And then came the career ending injury. Uh, I tore some muscles in my low back. Started getting some SI joint pain, SI dysfunction, QL dysfunction, lower lumbar was just all messed up, girl. So that came from deadlifting when I was training for a really, like training for CrossFit, I should say, but I was still deadlifting, like doing max lifts. Yeah, so that was in early January 2019. No, be 2018 now. Holy smokes. January 2018. I tore that up. So I just never really got back into CrossFit and competing in CrossFit after that. I still, I coached all through. I coached, I've coached almost every single week since 2017 until recently. And CrossFit was my saving grace. They got me through so much stuff. The family and the community that CrossFit has is insane. Like, I can't even compare it to anything else. And without them, a lot of people wouldn't even be where they are now in their fitness journey. So as much hate as CrossFit does get, while I don't necessarily agree with the training modalities that they use and the way that they progress and periodize their programs, aka they don't periodize their programs and they don't do progressive overload while I don't agree with that I do have such just such an admiration for the for the program itself and for the community it's created and for the amount of lives it has changed so say what you will about CrossFit and every opinion matters and every opinion is right in the situation like it's your opinion, so it doesn't really matter what other people think. It's what you think. Your opinion is going to be always right in that sense. Because um, it's your own personal thought. But I think it has some good things and some bad things. Tangent over. Going back to the whole point. I hurt my back. I've still been coaching throughout the whole thing, though. Um, but I was very hesitant to get back into the gym. Everything was hurting. Nothing seemed to be helping my back get better. Um, 
I started to see a new chiropractor and he worked magic. I started to see a naturopath. Basically, the naturopath was like, hey, you know, you seem to have a lot of stress and anxiety. And I'm like, whoa, I do seem to have a lot of stress and anxiety. I'm glad we, we can both see that. <laughs> um, but he, he just suggested going on like a gluten-free diet, which was super weird. But surprisingly, the gluten-free diet took away a lot of the chronic pain I was feeling. I don't know. It's like voodoo magic. But it totally made sense once he explained it. Because, like, inflammation in the body. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other podcast episode. We won't even talk about that right now. But basically, I had a whole boatload of inflammation in my body that I was dealing with. And it took me a while to deal with it. And it took me a while to get my back working and everything. But I found this amazing coach through Cam. And when we first moved out here, because uh, Cam is major into powerlifting, um, Joel, shout out to Joel, Blacksmith, Blacksmith Fitness, Joel McCain. Just brilliant man. The most smart and brilliant man I've ever witnessed. Like, you have a question, he's got an answer. If he doesn't have an answer, he'll find you an answer. He'll, like, go find the... the he'll, yeah, he's incredible. So he's a strength coach, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal strength coach. He helped me f- basically fix my back, in a sense. He he taught me all about spinal mechanics and core bracing and just moving with great quality of movement rather than for speed like we would normally in CrossFit. We stripped it back to the basics and he got me moving well. And he got me loading my back in appropriate ways. And he got me, he worked magic. He got me jacked. He got me strong and healthy again. And honestly, without him, I probably still to this day would not have done a sumo deadlift. Because that's how I hurt my back. And I had so much just, so much just scared, just so many scared feelings around it. But he helped me get back into it. So that's another huge thing I have to thank him for. But. Yeah, this was back in like twenty end of twenty eighteen. I'd been out of the gym for like nine months. I could barely even pick up a kettlebell or dumbbell without feeling without feeling just pain everywhere. And Joel helped me get back to it. So he got me into powerlifting actually. So that's kind of like where my fitness journey is at right now. We're about end of 2018, beginning of 2019, and I'm getting into powerlifting. Okay. Powerlifting. Hell yeah. I freaking love deadlifting. Like that is like, if I could do one movement for the rest of my life, it'd be deadlifting without a doubt. Just like, oh, my heart. I love it. Oh, so that was like my favorite thing in CrossFit. It was my favorite thing in rugby training. It was my favorite thing in powerlifting. Just like every single thing I do, I freaking love deadlifting. So for powerlifting, I was like a very, I was like a mediocre athlete. I wasn't like the best athlete ever. <laughs> like I had a good deadlift. Like I think my, my best deadlift was 355 or 365 pounds, obviously. <laughs> not kilos. That's not go too crazy. But 355 or 365 pounds. My back squat was 350, or not 350, sorry, 250. Oh my gosh, can you imagine if I could back squat 350? One day. But 250 for my back squat. 
And my bench, it was at 145 for a triple. I'd never tested my double or single after the point that I hit 145. In comp, I think my best bench was 132 for a single. But like out of comp and training, I hit 145 for a triple. But anyway, um, yeah, I just, I was, I went to Western Canadians, placed pretty well there. Um, last year with COVID was my last year as a junior. So last year, or this year I turned 24, last year I turned 23. So last year was my last year to compete as a junior. And basically COVID took away that, unfortunately, because we couldn't have events, but that's okay. Um, so I kind of just kind of put, decided to put powerlifting to the back burner. I was barely competitive as a junior. And I was doing it more so just to have fun because, like I said, deadlifting is my favorite and I rock a singlet. <laughs> just kidding. No one rocks a singlet. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, was, I was just enjoying powerlifting for what it was and I was enjoying the training. And I just I felt strong and I felt jacked and it made me happy at the time. Um, and I enjoyed the community at my gym and... The gym that Cam and I both went to were freaking incredible. Cam still goes there. Right now, I don't go to the gym. I just work out at home because COVID. Um, but yeah, it was perfect. But like I said, last year, I aged out of juniors. I was barely competitive in juniors. And right now, there's no way in hell I can be competitive in open. Like, frig. Go look at some of the CPU 72 kilo women. I guess it's not 72 kilo anymore because they got rid of that weight class. Oh, shit. Um, I guess. Go look at the old 72 kilo women, and you'll see some beasts of a ladies there. Oh, my gosh. They're so friggin' strong. So, oh. Yeah, I, don't, I just, it's wild. Good for them, though. But, yeah, I'm not even, I am not competitive with them. So, I just kind of took a back burner on, the, on powerlifting and just realized, hey, you know what I was enjoying at the time? Right now, it's not bringing me joy. Let's go find something that brings me joy with my training and last year also I kind of got down in the dumps with COVID and I just needed to change you know it um I lost a couple jobs because of COVID and finances were very scary so I kind of just took a couple months off the gym just saved up some money you know did some my own programming for myself ran some old programs I had and just kind of reevaluated where I wanted to go so, um, yeah, it just, since then I've gotten into the latest thing, which is, okay, now we're in like November. Let's say we're in November, December 2020, because last year I did powerlifting as well, but I was just doing it more for fun. So this year I did, or this past year, like in December, I decided I wanted to do bodybuilding. And that is where we are at right now, my friends. So bodybuilding. I've had... A wonderful coach named Jordan from Fit Body Fusion for the past, oh gosh, be January, February. For just at about 10 weeks now, which is crazy. And she is an IFBB pro, Miss Olympia, soon to be. She's just a badass lady. And I cannot believe. Like, I just feel so lucky to have her as a coach. 
so she's my coach and I honestly feel like I belong in bodybuilding which sounds very weird but hear me out I've never really had anything that's clicked as much as bodybuilding has okay so everything has kind of felt I don't know I just felt like I got very burnt out very easily from things I got got very burnt out from deadlifting and squatting and benching and really my entire goal since I started working out was just to get jacked <laughs> like I saw an off-season bodybuilder when I was in first year university and I fell in love with their look like that's what I want to look like is an off-season bodybuilder so what's better than an off-season bodybuilder and pretending to be one heck just become a bodybuilder Lauren that's what I was thinking so I feel like it really just suits my goals I've always had and I've just really loved the whole training isolation work oh my god the pumps are real and the food I get to eat holy smokes so much food and I don't have to do any cardio right now so who's the real winner <laughs> but yeah so this fall 2021 I'm going to be doing my first show. I've never really said that out loud or like put it anywhere on social media because I don't give a fuck what other people think about that. Not in like in a sassy way, like in that sense. But like I'm just doing this for me because I've been I've just been wanting to do something for myself. I want to be selfish in my goal and I deserve to be selfish if I want to be with my fitness goal. Everybody does. Be selfish in your pursuit of excellence in that sense. Like, everybody deserves to set their fitness goal, be relentless, and just fucking go and pursue that shit. Put yourself first. Your health and your physical health, your mental health, and your relationship with your body goes first. That is your job. This is your vessel. This is your, what do they call it? Um, not a meat locker. Is that what they call it? Anyway, just weird. I don't know. Your your bag of meat here. <laughs> that sounds even weirder. Your your beautiful vessel. This is yours to take care of. So find something you enjoy. Be relentless. Be selfish. Put yourself first. And just take care of your body. And find a training style you enjoy. So that's what I found with bodybuilding. I found. So, here's the fun part about bodybuilding. Powerlifting's like, you train all year, maybe you add 10 pounds to your squat, maybe you add 15 pounds to your deadlift, maybe you add like 5 or 10 pounds to your bench, and that's like a huge freaking win. But, you go onto the platform, you still may not be the strongest person. And that's not in your control. What is in your control is how well you train, how well you recover, how well you eat, all that stuff, right? But still, there's a high chance that, like, when I walked on the platform, no matter how hard I worked my off-season, I still was not going to be top three on the platform. Because there were some girls out there doubling my squat and doubling my dead, not doubling my deadlift, but, like, 1.5 times what I could deadlift, they were deadlifting in my same weight class. So for me, 
I was like a party pooper in the sense it was very demotivating for me. And everyone's like, oh, you can't focus on what other people are doing. You just have to have fun. But like, it just became the more, like the older I got in powerlifting, the more I realized that I was not competitive. And the next time I'm probably going to be competitive in powerlifting is when I hit Masters 1. (laughs) And I'm going to be the only 72 kilo 40-year-old woman or 45-year-old woman, (laughs) which I'm totally okay with. It's just not a part of my journey right now. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) But yeah, so powerlifting was very like, you put in as much work as you can in your off-season Maybe you'll add 30 pounds to your total or 40 pounds to your total or maybe 50 pounds to your total. Maybe you won't. Who knows? But the fun thing I really liked about bodybuilding and what I've noticed after watching like documentaries and all these YouTube shows and the Arnold and the Olympia and everything this year is I've noticed how very sometimes political and all very subjective to what judges think how it how like how it can be in that regards to judging but it's very individual and if you don't perform you don't train you don't commit to it you don't do your nutrition you don't do your cardio you can tell in the day of just like with powerlifting but very, bodybuilding is still very you versus you compared to powerlifting so while you're both on like for both sports, you're on like an individual team working by yourself. Bodybuilding, I feel like it's very much your own game. You, while you are being compared to other people, they're not going to compare, like, for example, the size of your quads. Like, oh, she's 23 and a half inches and she's 23 inch quads. What they're comparing is how symmetrical your body is. It is a freaking art bodybuilding quaffing that body making that body look symmetrical balanced beautiful I'm doing oh sorry I should mention I'm doing the bikini division because yes I am small and my shoulders are small and my legs are small but it is okay one day maybe I go to wellness for now I go to bikini so as a bikini it's very much about that X-frame I've found and been told and seen. The X-frame body, or as I say, two Doritos stacked up on top of each other. Tips touching, obviously, not, not the flat sides touching. We want tips touching Doritos. So that's the body shape. But they're going to like compare you and how balanced your upper body to your lower body is. And then they're going to take the person next to you and compare how balanced their upper body is to their lower body. So while you're standing next to somebody, they just basically, from what I can tell, are trying to find the most balanced and symmetrical and well-put-together athlete. Oh my gosh. And the other best part about this, it's the best whole body package. So we're talking about like hair. We're talking about makeup. We're talking about shoes and bikini they're looking at the whole package, right? Bikini is like a look and a half. They're gorgeous girls up there on stage. So I'm very excited to be able to get all dressed up all pretty and do my makeup and hair. And I was, okay, I was so nervous at first because I have very curly hair, right? 
Okay, this is insecurity time. I thought that I might not be able to do as well on stage because all the girls I'd seen on stage had beautiful, 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 long blonde or dark brown hair that was perfectly waved and beach waved. And my hair is not that. And I'm okay with that. But I was like, is that going to affect my performance on stage? And I am so thankful my coach is a curly girl too. So she thrives on stage and she has the most gorgeous curls. So I'm very excited about that. Anyway, I digress. So what I've loved so far about bodybuilding are the mental shifts I've had. So I used to have like a very weird relationship with food, but now I'm almost disconnecting my feelings from food, which in my in my sense and in, in my situation is what I need to do. So for me, food, rather than being like, oh, I'm going out for lunch or I'm going out for supper, I better just eat, 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 eat. And like, I gotta, like, I'm going out so I better enjoy it and better have something good. Or instead of having like crap meals, like with like very, mm, not very micronutrient dense food, I'm taking it more as like, okay, the food is my fuel and the food is what's going to get me jacked in the gym. It's going to get me recovering. And while I may have more food some days and less food some days, it doesn't matter. It's just food. Like it's, it's literally just food. Who cares? So I'm just like trying to disconnect my mind from, from what food, from like having a, an emotional attachment to food, you know? So that's the, the mental shift that's helped me a lot with food because I know that in bodybuilding prep, you get pretty low in macros and stuff. But I'm just accepting it. I'm disconnecting from it. It's literally just food. It's a part of the autopilot. Okay, next thing. Like I said, keeping it simple. Eating, eating those micronutrient-dense foods. I am working and trying so hard on this. I have a really tough time with this because I love my pizza. So I always try to like toss in vegetables and stuff there. But even then, I am not very good at eating the micronutrient-dense food. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't, don't even look at my snack drawer. I have like a hidden little snack drawer for myself that have like post-workout gummies. Oh, so good. But yeah, I'm trying to keep it more whole foods to try to feel better. You know? Next, fiber. That's been, this has been a game changer. I loved, I never really counted my fiber before. Like I've had some macro coaches in the past have had me count it, but nothing like right now. And I feel so good. Like my skin feels great. My gut feels good. Everything just feels so great with with watching like my fiber intake and everything. So I've been thankful for that. Also, I apologize that my nose, you might be able to tell it's starting to get stuffy. I am allergic to my dog. It's a it's a tragic thing. But I love her. And she's just snuggling next to me on the bed. But, but it's okay. She's a good dog. I, yes, I put up with it. It's hardly putting up with it. I love it. But you'll notice my nose is getting stuffy. 
Anyway, another thing, drinking my four liters of water a day, smashing that, feeling good, gut feels good, skin feels good, hair feels good. Boom. Drink your water, folks. Next, supplements. Okay, so this is like a kind of weird one. I always supplement things, but like I always take creatine. I always take BCAAs. I always take vitamin D, magnesium, zinc, and sometimes iron depending on the time of the month. But yeah, those are like the things I've always been taking. But even more so with how much work I'm putting in the gym, I'm thankful I'm taking those. And I've been focusing extra hard on those. Um, my training style has definitely changed a lot. So first bodybuilding workout ever I did for shoulders. Holy shit. 30 to 45 seconds of rest in between exercises. Oh my god. So I'm going from powerlifting where you have like five minutes. Oh, my heart was burning and my shoulders were burning and everything was burning. It was a lot. It was a lot, guys. But we did it. And I freaking loved it. So much. I loved it. Yeah. So, in addition, we've been working on managing the stress and we've been managing the sleep. So, sleep, I always get sleep, good sleep. Like, Eight hours to ten hours is my average. Anything less than eight hours, and I feel like a walking zombie in the morning. It's horrible. But yeah, eight to ten hours is my goal. So the biggest thing I have heard from people is people saying to be careful about disordered eating patterns post-shows. And while I understand their concern, the people who I hear this most from are people who are doing bodybuilding shows for the wrong reason or they're people who haven't built up their metabolism and hormonal levels to like safe enough and more stable levels like they aren't paying attention to metabolic and hormonal health which are so freaking important and you need a coach that focuses on these things because if you hop into a bodybuilding show maintaining your body weight on 1800 calories a day I'm sorry, honey, but you are going to have an eating disorder after. You are going to have disordered eating because chances are to get down to a, a lean enough body weight, you're going to be having to go under a thousand calories a day. And nothing mentally good can come from eating under a thousand calories a day. There has got to be some disordered eating coming from that. So with that being said, the key I have been always told to focus on is finding a good coach that understands the importance of metabolic and hormonal health and making sure that pre-show you have somebody who knows what they are doing and has the experience within bodybuilding. My coach is getting my metabolism ready for cuts. I'm not going to tell you what I'm eating, but I'm going to tell you it's more than I've ever eaten in my entire life probably. <laughs> and my body feels so good. I remember earlier I mentioned that I was in modeling and I weighed 120 pounds. Right now I weigh well over 100, like probably 145, close to 150. When I was powerlifting, I weighed close to 160. So I've dropped a lot of weight since powerlifting, or since finishing powerlifting, I should say. Um, but I'm eating more calories. So with bodybuilding, I definitely have had. A like have been creating a better relationship with food and also a better relationship with my body. So 
thanks to my coach for understanding all those things and understanding the importance of those things. I feel like I've been loving my body now and preparing my body for a healthy show prep that when I do my prep and come off my prep and finish my show, I'm hoping that mentally and physically my body's in a place where it's not going to rebound and I'm not going to get those negative side effects. So kind of to focus on that and to try to prepare my body mentally for that and prepare myself mentally for that, I've been focusing on having a better relationship with my body now and loving my body off season. I'm not doing a bodybuilding show because I hate my body. I'm not doing it because I want to be skinny. I'm not doing it because I want to be jacked, like absolutely shredded all year round. I know that a 12-week out body from a show is not sustainable to have year round. That is not a sustainable body fat percentage for most people to have. So I love my body as it is off season. And I love the off season already because I get more jacked. And I just love that like off season jacked body look the body the bodybuilders have, you know? So that's I think a key thing is to be in a healthy spot with your body now where you are before you hop into a show and doing it for the right reasons. Um I guess the reason why I kind of got into bodybuilding or wanted to like go and do a show is just to see how much of an extreme or like a new side of extreme of fitness I can see. Um, I've never really been especially lean and I'm just kind of curious to see what my body can do. Um, and I want to kind of prove that you don't need to have all these hormonal and metabolic and disordered like body dysmorphia issues after a show. So while I've never had that experience, I have had a, I have a coach that's helped me prep for it very like mentally and physically. Um, I really think that's going to be a game changer. So I, so I want to kind of go through the process and see what it feels like and kind of be able to help guide people as to whether or not it's a good decision for them to make, like from a coach perspective as well from that. But so we spent our time so far getting my body prepped and healthy for more drastic cuts. And I am so happy to have Jordan on my side. Thank you, my lovely bodybuilding mama. Oh my gosh, also posing like <laughs> I've been trying to pose and my body just doesn't I oh <laughs> yeah it's a it's a work in progress we're gonna we have a little while to work on that I got my heels in a, a, a suit oh my god I love them so much it's so hard so I'm practicing every day we'll get there I'm getting massages like weekly too because my body has to twist all weird and I just can't do it I not yet at least I've been I've been working on it though mobility's hard the anterior tilt when you've been training yourself to train in a posterior tilt for so long so hard <laughs> okay well that's a little bit about my bodybuilding journey we've been chatting here for a solid 40 minutes now yeah I just kind of want to share a little bit about that. Um, bodybuilding isn't something I've really talked about yet, but it's something I'm very excited about. So I'm very excited to share it with y'all. And um, there's going to be some really cool video content coming out with this too as I get into prep. And yeah, 
got a lot of cool we're making like a little mickey mini docuseries for the youtube yeah it'll be a little docuseries kind of showing what my journey's been like so far um what my prep was like going into show day that won't be out for like months and months and months because I'm compiling it all into one giant thing. But yeah, that's that's a little bit about my bodybuilding and what to kind of expect. But next episode, I cannot wait to bring on to the show my lovely boyfriend, Cameron St. Demond. Yeah, Cameron. Cam is a natural athlete world record power lifter and yeah we're just gonna bring him on to the show and do a little chit chat a little chit chat in the car with lauren maybe we'll actually go treat or go record in my car <laughs> we'll see but anyway thanks guys for listening hopefully you enjoyed that and yeah we shall see you next weekend happy valentine's day if you're into that if you're not happy sunday Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye!